Whitey. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Three Guys on the South Side. My name is Mike Merrick, coming to you live from Dallas, Texas. Folks, it's been a while. Lots, lots going on. Lots, lots to update everybody on. A lot of good picks this week. Uh, we're in the middle of NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs. You got a few, few things, golf, and uh, even NFL coming up here. But first, joining us from Houston, Mister Green Jacket himself, the Rom Father, boys Bernardi. How are you? Yep, I'm. I'm doing great. Last time we talked, um, I was at rock bottom, and now I'm. Uh... You can say I walked the green mile. I'm on I'm on top of the mountain now. So uh John Rahm, my boy, won the Masters. I got a nice five-figure payout. Hopefully I don't lose it all on NHL playoff bets, betting $25, which seems possible at this point. But um hey, scared money don't make money. Happy to go. Um looking forward to the PGA. Um life's good. Can't complain. I love it. I love it. Congratulations. Big win. Going going deep on your boy Rahm paid off for you. Um We'll get we'll get to more of the masters here in a minute, but also joining us this week from Naperville, Illinois, Davey Fastballs. How are we doing, Dave? Left rock bottom, walked right across the street to the Twin Peaks. <laughs> you know what's wait wait? Isn't it Ojos Locos? Isn't that the, what they call it down there, Blaze? Yeah, crazy eyes. The, the Latinas with the the gajambas. Yeah, that's like um. Do they only have Latinas there, or is it like are they eclectic? I've only been there once, Dave, and that oh, was and? like. I'm not, I don't go, I don't like those establishments. The <laughs> Please. The but, um, but no, I don't think there's Hooters down here. I know there's a Twin Peaks like two miles away. So, but yeah, when you guys come down, we just might need to go to Crazy Eyes, like Uber there at 11 a.m., take a tequila shot. So you think I know what I'm talking about. And then like, we'll go to Edo or we'll go somewhere else. Merrick, you got to come this time. Can we go back to the soccer place and play bags? Oh, I was actually there. Um, two weeks ago after the XFL game. And um, there was this group that reserved it for dodgeball. I thought it was a great idea, but I don't that's have enough cool, friends man. down there to do that yet. That's pretty cool. That is, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, fellas, real quick, what'd you miss? Since since we've been on last, you know, we, we were just talking about Ron, one of the Masters, boys cashing in there, but we are full swing in NHL and NBA playoffs. Dave, you were just talking about a pre-show. You're a one-hitter quitter. We're both on it. We're both on the NBA, or as our friend John Valby would call it. Uh, <laughs> no, we can't talk about that. Um, <laughs> the fact that both of us are betting NBA basketball, I've never, I can't tell you the last time I ever bet an NBA game, but we're both on it tonight. You're on the Knicks. I'm on the Grizzlies. Both are looking like winners, about to cash those tickets. Knicks are we? Are we're we in. riding on the Warriors late night tonight? Yeah, I'm going to, you're going to, Live show, you want to pop her in right now? Uh, yeah, we got to pop it in. We got to pop it in, boys. Let's get a little a little background music for the for the listeners. Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. No, but it's. It, I mean, the only thing dumber than me and you. Wait, betting what are you guys doing? Betting the Warriors? We're gonna bet the Warriors. The only thing dumber than us betting basketball is Blaze betting hockey. He hasn't watched a single game all year. Have you ever watched these games, Blaze? Or what are you watching right now? No, I don't. I just check my phone with the live odds. See how I'm doing. It's also it is it is fun, Merrick. You were talking about it a little bit. I was texting my cousin Donnie about it too because he's a big basketball guy. I'm a big NHL guy. And you forget how hard it is to stay up for those 9 o'clock puck drops. By the time the first period's over, you're just like, I got to go to bed. But it is fun though if you bet on that and you just wake up at like whatever, 1 o'clock, take a piss and see what you did. It's so much fun. And then you get to watch all the highlights in the morning. And I I like to text Donnie early and just be like, what happened last night? Let's see what's going on. How did J-Buck do? 
You, 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 do the old, tips. you do the old put the one hand up on the wall. You got one hand scrolling on your phone, one eye open, and you're just trying to balance and making sure you're getting it in the bowl because you can't see. Again, it's the middle of the night. It's dark. Yeah, we're we're, we're definitely going to do a late night check tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm in for a unit and a half on the on the Warriors here. All right, I'll 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 roll my proceeds, my win, onto that. I'm not going to take my original. Dave, why would you do thing. that? If you you you're you just won a series thing, and you could lose it all in six. I'm not going to lose all of it, Blaze. That was the whole point. I'm not going to lose all of it. You don't know what my financial situation looks like. I don't. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, like, whenever I win a play like that, I'm like, I'm not going to bet an individual one and double down or lose. Also, it. also, it's please more don't 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 tell Rachel that I'm betting on it. All right, just shh. <laughs> just tell her we really like the Warriors. Little little mock. Wait, so what are we doing? Are we recapping the Masters, or are we going into NHL playoffs? No, we're well, talking going... about the Masters. Tell us a little bit about it. How do you feel about it? What's next? I will say so. Thursday, I watched John Rom four putt the first hole, and I literally thought it was over. And I'm pretty sure I texted Mullen Hep and Dave, and I was like, "My weekend's already over. Like I have nothing to look forward to." And I was already moving on to John Spieth, Jordan Spieth, excuse me, because I had a wager on him. And then Rom absolutely battled back. And then Friday came around, and I knew Rom got fucked because of the weather. And that was one of my things, too, that I hated. So Kepka finished off the round. He was like 10 under. And then um, the we- the weather started turning. Rom had to go back out there Saturday at 7 a.m., 40-degree weather, pouring rain was the only golfer out of 53 golfers to shoot under par that returned on Saturday. So I had the shitty cut, still in the final two with Kepka. He um, was exhausted after Saturday. Then Sunday, Kepka finally broke down, just couldn't handle the pressure. He's been known to do that lately. He did that in uh, Kiowa with Phil Mickelson. He did it again, just absolutely fell apart. And Rom deserved to win. It was one of the best bets I ever made. Couldn't have been any happier. Dude's on an absolute rampage. And the best part about this is I can't even piss all this money away because Hep's basically my safeguard for it, and I have nowhere else to bet on this. So I already placed my PGA Championship wagers. We can get that to another episode, but life is very good right now. Can't complain. Couldn't be happier financially because um, also backtracking, I called this John Rahm year, but I was one year off. In 2022, I said he was going to break out, and he played absolutely horrible. So when you double down, triple down, Moral of the story, you got to keep hammering until it finally hits. So well, happy about odds... that. But happy about that. Yeah, who his do you who do you like who do you like for the PGA championship? Don't okay, keep the so, listeners on um, edge. Just give out give out your picks. Okay, I don't I know already. Get right took, into it. I took Rory 10 to 1. Um, he's played well here before. Uh he finished in the top five in 2013. Also, his wife is from Rochester, where the PGA championship is. John Rahm won the 20 John Rahm won the 2020 US Open where he proposed to his now wife. Um, in San Diego. So we'll keep that mojo going. Um, another play I got that I think is going to drop really quick. Sun JM 40 to one dude played absolutely out of his mind last week in new Orleans. Keith Mitchell held him back. Um, they're playing double. Um, his putting is getting better and better. His um, T to green is just out of this world. He's 25 years old. He's due to win a major soon. And then lastly, my long shots, Joaquin Neiman, 66 to one. I put a little change on those. So those are my three plays. But if I had to pick up my favorite one I like so far, my one is Sanjay, just because he's been playing so well. And I don't think Rom's going to play that well here. He's got to play in Mexico. I think he's playing He's playing in Mexico, taking some time off, then going again. I don't think this is a good course for him, but I'll definitely be back on him for the U.S. Open in Los Angeles come June. But those are my three plays for the PGA. 
How about the live tournament over in Australia the over the weekend? Insane. It's actually super cool. I yeah, can't believe the PG doesn't play there. Yeah, it's insane. Like what they should have done is they should have made I think there was rumors about this when um like in the early eighties or nineties, they wanted to make a fifth major and make it the Australian Open, but they didn't do it. They should probably get rid of the PGA championship because it's stupid and make the Australian Open the fourth major. Well, if they really wanted to make it global, they would do what tennis does, right? Where you right, got a major right, in exactly. France, you got a major, or major. You could just do one in like continental Europe. And yeah, you, that, do one in, you do the British Open, yeah. you do the U.S. Open, and then you do the PGA Championship is somewhere worldwide. Yeah, yeah. but that's do the, one that, in Japan, do one in Australia, yeah. but they're never going to do that. Would be awesome. Yeah, I don't know what the courses would be like in Japan though, but Australia, there's a bunch of variety and there's difficult and beautiful courses there. South Africa too, like. PGA, it's two Americans. They're, they're cowards too, though, because they like the CBS and NBC and everyone who's buying the media rights loves that the final round is at three to eight p.m. on a Sunday when no one else is watching anything else. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Japan does have the second most golf courses per capita. So oh, nice. You ever been there? Never been. Never been. You? I didn't know that, Mary. Well, yeah, per capita, that that's like a it's like the size of Florida. Do you know how many people live there? The size yeah. of Florida. Oh, I'm people. joking. I know I'm clearly wrong. A lot of people live there, but they have like the largest. Well, let's talk. Let's see how big. Let's see how populous Japan is 20 years from now. <laughs> it's not going to go down. It's not going to go down by like 75. percent It's not the UPS stock, please. All right. It's not the UPS stock. Yeah. But... Oh, don't even. Not now. Not to buy the dip. Now we're buying it now. We're... You know what? Don't even get. <laughs> that's the third. We'll get to that later. So that's that's my goal. Yeah, for the, the end Masters. of the show. Um, I, I do think um, another thing, too, is I think the Masters was a big um, verification for the live that there still are some quality golfers there, like Phil Mickelson, Kepka finishing top five. Like, it'll be interesting to see what it's like in the U.S. Open and the Open Championship with those guys. But, like, this is the problem with live. Like, Kepka is only allowed to play in the Masters next year. If he doesn't finish in the top 12, he won't be allowed back. So, like, they need to figure something out in the short term so they can make sure these good golfers that are on live are allowed to go back and compete for these majors. I could, I could see the masters, especially maybe not the U S open, maybe not the PGA championship, but the masters, especially being like, you know what? We're giving special invitation to these guys. Yeah. I see with that, but like something's got to give, like there's good golfers. there still like Neiman's there, Pereira, Cameron Smith, DJ. He's kind of washed up after he took that nine figure payout. Kepka's back. Cause he's finally healthy. Like there's some young guys there too, that have been struggling, but they need to be given an opportunity to play in the majors. It's good competition. I'm not going to watch it, but they should just keep playing in Australia, man. <laughs> no, you're not going to seek it out, but I, I, it's fun watching the highlights and it's fun reading Twitter about it. Yeah, it's like it F1. You not get to watch the highlights on YouTube instead of that's, watching the whole race for two hours. It's that's great. actually a great comparison because as fun as it is, it's not. I'm never going to actually carve time out on my Sunday to go and sit an entire race. Yeah, That's and I think comparison. one thing, and I think one thing they'll make a change is they'll increase it to four rounds and do the shotgun start, or they'll get rid of the shotgun start and only do three rounds because I think that's kind of holding them back too, especially content wise. If you're watching it, how about if they just all drop their lawsuits and we give them like official world golf ranking points and call it a day? Yeah, it will be done. 
And I think we're hearing a biased approach because the American golf media is definitely pro PGA. I agree with that. You didn't even hear anyone talking shit about Rory dropping out of RBC Heritage, and that was like a main event that he did. That he a couple people did, and and with Rom playing after Rom came out, and he was like, "Well, you know, all these people out here wanted to see me play. I can't be the Masters champion and not come out here." I think people were getting on Rory, but not to the extent they would. I agree with you, or or the the extent they should have. I think because that's a that's pretty pimpy of him to be leading the charge and then to not play that. Yeah, that's why I'm hesitant with the PGA thing, but I think ten to one with him is good and. Hopefully he had like a little mental reset, but yeah, he's a mental midget when it comes to trying to win that grand slam, man. It's sad. It is Dave who, going back to the uh, PGA championship. Who do you have? I only have one bet out there. It is on Gary Woodland at like a hundred to one for $5. It's because I saw a tweet about it. So, you know, it's can't miss when it's just based on a tweet that was suggested to me in my timeline based on my likes. <laughs> Speaking of a guy who's been healthy though, and playing good. I know he's been playing pretty good. So I saw that and I'm like, "Mm, we'll see. I wrote this in our show notes. You got to stop me, Blaze. I can't quit him. It's Bareback Mountain with fucking Tom Hoagie. I did it on the Masters and I did it one more time. I can't do it. I can't look at his. You might not even look at his approach. What's that? He might not be invited to the PGA. No, I know. I just, I fell in love with his look. His just like kind of like fat guy. He could be your uncle guy that just like on every single course and he was like first in like approach strokes gained i saw on one of the stats so i was like oh my god he's gonna dominate didn't even make the cut and if you <laughs> if he would have made the cut too like i would have been right in it in that other that one pool but neither here nor there it's all good we have moved on we're not tom hoagie guys anymore i'll find a different guy that's lower in the standings we blaze we really should we really should be fans of that guy that you mentioned in the one tweet from our show account yeah Steve that Novak. responded to it yeah, that was pretty funny. Who was it? Oh, uh, God, I can't even remember. I don't have my phone by me. But Merrick, anyway, so um, I was freaking out about Cam- Cantlay playing so slow at the RBC Heritage just because I was watching it. And it literally took him five minutes to, like, take this shot. And then um, Jason Sobel, who's, like, a big golf guy, he used to actually DM me quite a bit back in the day um, on that on that, tw- on that um, on our Twitter but um, he said something about Cantley's slow play. It took five and a half hours, and I was like, the PGA is going to treat him a lesson next week in New Orleans. They're going to penalize um, these two amateur, these two golfers that have PGA membership. I didn't even tag him. This guy was just searching his name on Twitter and replied back, and he's like, and he's like, ha, 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 I'm going to have to play pretty quick now. <laughs> <laughs> That's sweet. Guy, guy actually responded. Yeah. Please, do, you, do you follow the Q School Twitter account? No, Corn Ferry, though. Okay, so the Q School one has just started filtering into my my timeline on Twitter because I keep liking it. It's so fucking cool to just to follow these guys that are in like trying to qualify on Mondays. It's called like Monday Q School. Apparently, because so many people are in it, you have to shoot literally like a sixty-two to advance. It's crazy. Yeah, I can't remember the last person who came out from there. It was really good. It was a couple of years ago. I don't know. No, the Corn Fairy is really cool too, especially down the stretch when. Well, there's two things coming up. One is all the uh, PGA pros are in that one tournament at the same course they're playing at. And then the winner, like the top 10, get to play in the PGA Championship. That's like next week. Oh, no and way. Then, yeah. And then there's also um, the te- the Corn Ferry guys down the stretch. I forget when it actually is, Blaze. You might know. But it's the same thing where 
they have like three tournaments at the end of the year, similar to the FedEx Cup, and you have to be over a thir- certain line to get your PGA Tour card, and it's intense. It's a lot of intense shots and yeah, a lot of intense golf at the end. With the KFC to- Corn Ferry, basically Corn Ferry <laughs> competency for those HR people for interviews <laughs> that's sponsored after. But um, if you win two or three tournaments, I think, in the Corn Ferry Tour, you automatically get um, your PGA card for the next year. So that's another way to qualify from there. All right, enough golf, though. Like, I'm ready to transition to NHL. Do you want to tell the listeners uh, what I doubled down again on this year, and it's fucking me over? Hey, boys. Boys, it's not all about you here. I, I still got to get my PGA picks here. Oh, sorry. I thought you did. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You think this guy's writing show notes over here? Um, I went with the McAvoy special circa, like, 2020. I'm going feet now and Cantley. Boys, I know you don't like Cantley for obvious reasons, but... The guy has played pretty well this year. Yeah, six. he just sucks in majors. I just I, I can't just, do it. He, I, he can't why, don't ask, why don't you ask the man himself how the McAvoy special has gone? Not, not, probably Looking not terrible. Well. Probably not well, but hey, I'm going to do it. I not just, great, Bob. Finau's due. He has Finau 28, a, Canley 20, Merrick. He hasn't, Finau hasn't had a top 10 finish since the Farmers, but Canley has played well of late, which is good. He's got three top 10s this year. He's fifth in Gurr and second in birdie or better conversion and second in driving on tour. Um, now, everyone can drive the ball far, yes, but that also includes accuracy um, along with distance, uh, those two metrics combined. So puts him in, a, in in the top two there, which is, look, for a major, I think you got to do that fairly well to, to give yourself a chance. So those are my two plays. Boys, now we can go on to your, uh, your, your NHL drama here. Well, I was going to see leave the floor for you guys first, and then talk about. Me oh no, no! It is it is boys against the fucking world. When it yeah, I wouldn't want NHL it any other players. way. I, and you know what? Please, please. I thought about getting in on the action, but then I'm like, you know what? I just want to be a bystander to all this, and I just I I want to watch it all unfold. It's been fantastic from an outsider's perspective. Let me tell you, it is boys against like six other people in a group text, and boys is taking all the unders, all the all the underdogs. In all the first period unders, just about of every NHL playoff game plays. How's that gone for you so far? Um, down about eight hundred dollars. So I'm slowly losing all the raw money I lost. One, but um, last year it was just as bad. I think I lost like twelve hundred with these five people. It doesn't help that Patson's fucking chirping in the background. Oh, so it's it's, it's the it's the best that Patson doesn't even take your bets and he still chirps you. It fucking kills me. Yeah, I know you I'm, hate I'm it. pretty it like if, he, if, me. if it keeps getting worse, I'm just gonna fucking drop that ROM future I won. Oh, just him. just to shut him up. But that um, but I think like um. I think I'm not watching the games, but from what I'm under reading and understanding is like the refs are calling this like it's a so lot bad. They're calling it tight. They're calling so, it there's tight. There's so many it's power so plays bad. that I'm getting fucked on. It's not even the empty netters. They've been the calling it like plays. this all year, though. See, that's what I get for not watching and just trusting the algorithm process on the live bets. But um, yeah, it's been a slow start. I'm gonna have to double down on this. Um, we can talk about the NHL plays after this. Um, I did have Hep place one future for me because Dave was on this and Mullen were too. I picked Oilers to beat the Leafs in the Stanley Cup Finals, forty-three to one. So that's the one thing I got out there. What'd you put on that? Just uh, hundo spot. For- so basically, I'll be paying. I'll basically break even with all these unders at the end of the year. All right. I don't hate. I don't hate that. It's got a chance. I mean, speaking but- of speaking of teams benefiting from bad call calls, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Really? What not- about the Dallas Stars? I feel like both teams. Both teams. Uh, F- Felino has gotten bent over by the Rob. Felino, what the fuck? 
he has gotten bent the fuck over by the refs the last two games. I mean, they've on all three of the penalties he's taken in the last two games, they've had three power play goals. They are hundred percent on the power play when he's so, so like, what is the strategy with the NHL calling this tighter this year compared to others? What is, what's the mindset? Like they want more power plays, more action. I think that's part of it. I think there's discussion too, that they've whittled down like the ref pool. And some of these guys are kind of overworked. So, oh, really? I don't know if how so much they cut the bad apples and didn't plant it. any seeds. Yeah, I mean, obviously they want viewership, viewership, but I, I don't, I don't think just putting teams on the power plays is, is going to do that to you. Well, what's um, Ted Valentine doing? Let's just get him out there. Not in the Big Ten. <laughs> <laughs> he'll probably call more, right? He'll be calling. He'll be calling a charge. No, I barely, I barely been watching. I've been watching NBA playoffs um, either too. I feel like the first rounds just it gets a little better after this. I feel like just like eight teams making a playoff. It's been I I've enjoyed it. I know they've called more more penalties, and I know like a lot of people haven't been been pleased with the way that the rest have been performing. But you can't beat it. It's the best. This is the first night we haven't had four games in a week and a half. It's been great. Yeah, no, it's kind of frustrating down here. Um, like when you go out on Saturday or Friday night. And Houston's, they're only playing the baseball. They're only oh, playing the Astros because they're not playing any hockey. They're not playing NBA. It's kind of frustrating. Yeah, to that I point, will... it's, really, it's really easy to ask people like in Naperville if I'm at a bar and just be like, hey, can you throw this hockey game on? They're like, yeah, sure. Yeah, Ime Udoka also um, accepting the Houston Rockets job, which is an absolute dumpster fire, just speaks to you that that guy's a single African-American male. He wanted to move down here. When did that happen? Uh, this weekend. Because they, were, you, saying, you, they were saying he might go to Toronto them? or might go to Cleveland. But he went to go to Houston, so it's like this guy just wants to freaking party and live, enjoy the nightlife. Down so here. we're gonna see him at Ojos Locos and like in some. Oh in yeah, he's he's <laughs> gonna be running the place no, out the back, or like some strip club and have <laughs> highest bottle service. We might see him at the table. Yeah, if, if if the night goes well enough, we win enough of our yeah. bets. You never we'll know. just say this: it's not even because of uh, the income. I have a feeling we just don't hang out at the same same spots. <laughs> Wow. Care to elaborate, sir? Wow. Houston's Atlanta. We'll put it that way. (laughs) Dude, there's a reason why James Harden wants to come back here. I'll just leave it at that. Oh, good good point. Good point. Great titty bars. Gotta love it. Oh my God, boys. That's too much. Please, I I, I gotta give you I gotta give you credit though, because obviously you play the villain a lot with uh, certain message boards. But also, I give you credit, even non-anonymously, you play the villain in our group chat too, and it's the best. You make the group chat better. I I, I love it, and we all love it, so it's the best. So thank you. We appreciate Never it. change. Never change. And man. I know part of it too is like you get to you get like your unit size up, and you don't have to pay juice. Don't worry, I know that too, but so do we. I don't even have an option to bet this. So this, like Mullen said, these 25 sprinkles here and there, it's fine. Oh, it's a ton of fun too because I have a rooting interest in every game and I don't have to pay the juice. It's fantastic. Yeah. I just, it's also I, not even thinking. I just throw it out there and I'm like, whatever Blaze says, I'm like, yep, give me the other side. Let's do it. <laughs> I do yeah. love that you've even gone like you tripled down on the, the Hurricanes game last night and it ended up working out well. But you're like, that you know what? Me. I'm going first period under, I'm going game under, and I'm taking the Islanders. Because if the Islanders would have lost, you would have lost the game and you would have lost the series. I know. I feel like the Islanders have been playing well too. Their power play is so bad. Their power play is really bad. Their goalie keeps a minute. 
Yeah. All right. So, Merrick, what are your takeaways from the playoffs so far? Like, you believe you believe in an all Canadian Stanley Cup, or you think Boston's still the one? Yeah, we need Oilers. We need Oilers. Leafs. I'm I'm on that same thing. It, that just needs to be the final, Blaze. Here's here's my thing with with the Oilers. McDavid has two goals, and yet they're up three to one in the or, yeah three one in the series or three two three two in the series. Three two. They just won Game Five last night. They are like they are getting scoring from every line. If that keeps up, yes, they will be in the finals. I don't know how long that can keep up, but then again, I feel like when those other lines stop producing, then, you know, hopefully McDavid picks up the slack. Again, two goals in five games, not really like him, um, at least with the way he ended the season with 150 points. Dreisaitl's been lighting it up, though, so that's good. He's got six goals. I think he leads the playoffs. Um, All players there. I like them. I don't think Winnipeg comes back. At all, they're down. No yeah, I mean, I they, like they just lost Morrissey for the rest of the series. He's that they're done. Um, especially, I mean, that comeback on Saturday night was kind of cool. Down four one in the third, clawed back, tied well, it up. That saved me too. <laughs> with less than a minute left, and then you know, oh sure my enough, god, that was absurd. It, it was, it was, it was wild. So, um, speaking did you of see, while, Merrick, speaking of uh, dry sidle, did you see the stat coming into game five? The Oilers had scored 14 goals and he had a point or like, like a goal or an assist on every single one. Yeah, it's insane. And then he was on the so he was obviously on the ice for all of them. And I'm pretty sure the stat was though, he's got he had a point on every like he was involved in every single yeah. one. It's yeah. insane. Him and uh, Evander Kane's had a pretty decent postseason as well. And Nugent Hopkins hasn't done much. That guy had had over a hundred points. He better be yeah. buying fucking McDavid and Drysaddle a goddamn Bugatti after. To your after to your year. point too, how about just look at the box score from last night? Every line was was firing on yeah, all cylinders. Was, yeah. 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 How much, much money do you guys think Evander Kane wins if the Oilers win at all? I don't, well, he ain't keeping any of it. So <laughs> well, he's right. He's got to give it that to an attorney at least. <laughs> he's got to pay somebody that money, <laughs> right? Do you like so, Merrick? The other one that we're still on is the Rangers. That series kind of gone sideways on us. But is there anybody that you like still? Like right now, Boston's going to overtime right now. We'll see what happens. Um, Edmonton's hard to bet against. The Leafs seem like they're finally getting it together. Uh, but we've got the Rangers. How do you feel about them? And who do you like moving forward? Look, I think New Jersey could honestly win this win this series in seven. Only reason I say that they looked really good on the road the last. Two nights. Granted, uh, the road games what sixteen miles apart from one another, um, something like that. So, look, I, I think if they keep playing that fast game, I don't think the Rangers can keep up. Then again, games one and two, Kreider looked amazing. Kane looks great. Um, Panarin, him and Zabenjad haven't done a ton, but look, I think if those guys get hot, I think that series is going seven, no doubt about it. I just, I, I think the Devils end up, end up taking that one. Um, Boston, who knows? They've got a chance to win this tonight. They're going into overtime. Do you think that, Dave, do you think that Boston is, it, is just going to close this out, or do you think there's any fight left in the Panthers? They've just kind of been quietly taking care of business, the Bruins. I really, they're, they're just such a good team. They have a ton of veterans. They're very good. They've got my cousin Chuck on there. Hard to bet against them. I, I still have the Blaze, as Blaze said, I've got my Oilers Leafs final ticket that me and Coombs put in back in like November. So I'm riding that. And then I've got the Rangers. So those are my big rooting interests. And then obviously we have the Dave senior Memorial pool. Cause he fucking wins it every goddamn year. And he got the first pick again. Um, <clears throat> we'll see who wins that, but I got the avalanche there. The, the golden Knights have taken care of the jets. They look really good. 
the I mean the Oilers have ended up turning it around and figuring it out. A lot of good teams left. It's always good when a lot of the favorites advance because it always just feels better and it feels like it's going to be a better game uh, moving forward. It's a so, damn shame. Sorry to interrupt. It's a damn no. shame the Bruins and Leaves are playing in the next round. That's so unfair when it's going to be like the a New York Metro team in Carolina. Yeah, that well, that's why one of the reasons why I like the Rangers so much too, because they don't run into either of those teams until the final, the yeah. conference final. And has there ever oh. been an NHL series where no one's won a home game? Because I'm sure that Devils and Rangers yeah. is giving off that vibe. There's only been like one or two teams to come back from 3-0 too. I know that's not the case this year, but there's only been like one or two. And I think one of them was Philly came back against Boston or maybe the opposite happened. Okay. But it's only happened a few times. Yeah, no, that I'll probably watch that leaves and Bruins series while I'll be taking the unders, but that seems like a Eastern conference finals, not an two, Eastern conference semifinals. It's a shame that they two, see them that way. Unbelievable home crowds for all of them. Two really good teams. Like that's that's when it starts getting really good. Leafs close it out in six, right? Or or you think that I that, think they close out in five. I think they win you, back at home. Okay. Okay. There's I they they've looked so good. And that third period, I feel like that was Tampa's chance. They played a lot of hockey the last three years, right? They've gone to yeah. they've won twice and they've gone to the final. Plus the one in twenty twenty was in August and September, so you're playing late. It's just a lot of hockey, a lot of miles on on their skates. And the way that the Leafs won in the third period with Austin Matthews just lighting up the scoreboard, looking phenomenal. Like, they have so many guys that can score. If they can just get to the second round, they could easily beat the Bruins. That might be a good bet because I'm sure the Bruins will be minus 130. You bet the Leafs yeah. plus one ten. I don't mind that in seven. No, series. not at all. And you've yeah. got you, you've got a Lightning team that is so banged up. You've got uh, Headman who hasn't returned yet. He's banged up. Chernak. Uh, you've got a Braden Point who's arguably a top ten player in the league who is is banged up too. I, there's no chance. I don't think they come back. Even if Vasilevsky stands on his head, I just they, they don't have the back end to support that that offensive firepower. So I'm with you. Yeah, the Lightning feel like the 2015 Blackhawks, kind of the end of an era here, losing in the first round. Great run. I, I wouldn't go that far at all. I don't think they got outclassed. I think they were missing a couple guys. When the Hawks lost in 2017 to the, the Predators, they were outclassed. They were slower than them. They looked like shit. I went to game one, and it was the most disappointing day of my life. Um, they, they, it's just a different vibe there. I, plus, they have the they have their goaltender. I'm, I'm blanking on his name, Mike. Who's the who's the lightning goalie? Oh, Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky. He's still only like 28. He's still young. He feels oh, like yeah. he's been around forever Super because young. he's been in so many goddamn games. But the fact that he can be your centerpiece and you still got Braden Point had f- over 50 goals this year. If Hedman can come back and be fine, they're, they're just not going to be the Blackhawks. They're going to be right back there next year. Vasilevsky was on that 2013 team that, that, got, that the Hawks beat. That the Hawks beat. The 2015. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. been in the. He's been in the league for yeah eight to ten years. Now. That's why it feels Jesus, like he's been around crazy. for. He was twenty two at the time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Or not insane. even. It's that's why it's crazy. He's that. That's why Blaze. I don't think that they're. The, it's the same case. I think Vasilevsky's that good. I will say though, in the West, I I I think I think that West final is probably going to be Edmonton Dallas. Um, I just are you going to go to a game? I oh oh definitely. If they make the <laughs> if they make the conference finals, one hundred percent. You're going to go to that, but you wouldn't go see Iowa in the Final Four championship. Yeah, because I'm going to get free tickets to work for this. So it's, it's, Right, he's going to be living in the – Well, I mean, if they can afford it. Have you seen this lately? 
All right, let's get into it. <laughs> let's fucking let's get into it. We're down eleven. Hey, points. before you go, I got four letters for you. Look them up on Pink Sheets. CNBP. That's Cornerstone National Bank. Go buy some shares. You can do it on there. Look People up are on the Pink Sheets. Hundred a day. We're fucking killing it. Record year. Oh buy high. God. Yeah, yeah. Because everyone. Damn, wants Dave. To everyone wants to. Holy shit! Small banks right now. Mike, we're extraordinarily well positioned though because we're sitting on a lot of liquidity and our credit portfolio is immaculate. That's the thing you don't know about. I well, have the inside yeah, I, That's not even it, inside. That's in our press release. You can go read about it at cnbtc.bank. Dave, I, you guys I, have only been public for three years. We went on the pink sheets three years ago and then it allows me, like, I can buy and sell shares. It's fantastic because I can buy and sell shares whenever I need to. It's great. Damn, look at you. Have you? Oh, I bought and sold. I mean, I got to cover some obligations, you know, and now I, then you come into some money and you buy some back. No one even knows. No one needs to know. How often are those rates updated? What do you mean? What rates? You're, the price of the stock? Yeah, yeah. It depends on if anyone buys any shares. It's usually only like 100 and 200 shares a day. But you can buy them on pink sheets. I don't even know. I don't even know if I'm legally allowed to say that. Remember FDIC, publicly, publicly, publicly <laughs> <laughs> public housing lender, remember FDIC. No, I definitely can't. It's all it's all public knowledge. You can Google it. Well, our investor relations page on cnbtc.bank investor relations. You're gonna love what you see, and you're you're good to go. Well, there there are a lot a lot of people uh, close to the inner circle down here that are are a little upset. Uh, obviously, after after our our Q1 earnings call here, but for the listeners, in case you didn't hear it, earnings per share came in. At forecast, mind you, 220 uh, EPS, but the stock dropped. At forecast, mind you, in midair, mind you. The rhetoric around a potential labor strike come the end of of July here has dropped the stock price 11.6%. So we're seriously blaming it on, we're blaming it on the, we're blaming it on Teamsters. Did they say something in the earnings call that, Made it they like that. They, they did. It's it's all about the rhetoric of how they're going to lose a ton of volume, even though the executive leadership team is super optimistic about it, as they should be. Yeah, Merrick, um, I thought it was about uh, consumers' lack of buying, so there was no volume anymore. Yeah, retail was down in March, but April is going to be even to comps. Now, the next two, probably the next two two and a half months, comps are going to be the, I mean, super tough because year over year, Dave, stop smiling. Um, they had a rec- they had record years last year over the summer. So this so, is like John Rahm's 2022 golf season. We're buying low right now. We're buying the fucking dip right now. You buy, buy, buy. Yeah, I think stocks down to what 173 bucks. Oh, uh, Blaze, this is exactly what happened on the call too. You know, they lost connection. Know. Certain things happened. I don't know how it happened. You know, we lost yeah, connection. Something's going on. Can, also, we can't hear them. Someone asked about the labor strike and they didn't know what happened. Yeah, something's going on with the. Uh... With the internet in Texas, I'm having some shoddy service too. It's all these storms here, guys. It's all these fucking storms. Yeah, it's those damn windmills. We shouldn't have never built those things. They should build some windmills, man. I it's was, windy down here. I was just get. I was just giving my boob analogy. Bring on O'Brien. Bring him on. <laughs> Bring, Bring on him on. We're gonna torch him. We're gonna absolutely torch him. I don't know if I can <laughs> legally say that, but fuck it. Here we are, all eleven <laughs> listeners. Here you go. <laughs> Fucking O'Brien, he's just gonna he he's gonna he's gonna fuck some shit up. I I, I sure should hope not. You guys have plenty of time. It will be fine. No, and the yeah. Here's the other thing: the government won't let anything bad happen. 
they're not going to let 20 million packages, 20 million parcels per day just stop moving. What are you what are you talking about? Joe Biden's Twitter account said that he's the most pro-union president of all time and then he forgets that he literally shut down the railroad rate worker strike over yeah. over 6 days. Yeah. I saw yeah, it. Please, I don't Merrick, know who saw this. A, I saw someone say. You bring like, up a good point, Merrick. If he wouldn't let the railroad go to strike, he's not going to let UPS. No, please, please. No I don't know if you saw this, but someone. So Biden's account tweeted like, "We are the I'm the biggest pro union president of all time," and someone subtweeted it and it was like, "JFK literally got killed over supporting unions." Uh, Merrick, it has nothing to do with you uh, pissing on the grave of Anne Frank. I just wanted to make sure, right? No. No, I didn't piss okay. on it. That we was a that was a hoax. That was not real. We might want to make sure. We might have played peekaboo at that museum, but uh, I just want to make sure it wasn't it wasn't because of that. <laughs> no, or probably any of the other things that I've ever done in my life, Dave. Um, none of those battles. Well, I was on the peeper just now before we. You came were on the you were on the peeper. It was Tuesday. Look the same, right? It was Tuesday. Yeah, I know that photo. Oh, Jesus. All right, what else before we get out of here? Get 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 give the listeners a few minutes back. I got some editing to do. What else is going on, Blaze? That's that's really it for me. Nothing much. It's starting to get really hot down here, so that's really it. Turn up the heat. It's starting to get really hot down there, and the weather's not bad either. Hey. Shut up. Hey. <laughs> Good. So Taylor Swift played three straight concerts Friday through Sunday at NRG. She was the first person ever to sell out that stadium three times in a row. Uh, Rachel's going when she comes here and downtown Dude. and down to, and the bars were a shit show on Saturday, like insane. Dave, where we took you, that bar we went to, the line was two blocks long. It was nuts. Blaze, I've never seen guarantee, it like that. This will guarantee you, Merrick has to cut it. But there's two people that drive like social stuff and like stuff like that, and that's like that's that's it. So shit like this with Taylor Swift, it's insane. Rachel wants to go. Everyone wants to go. She's a fucking megastar superstar. It's insane. All right, boys. Got to call it. It's past my bedtime. All right. Love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, Merrick, you got to cut Thanks. the you got to cut the last part out. We'll do. Thanks listeners. Catch right. you guys next week. <laughs> Add that back in. <laughs> See ya. Bye.